Morning, Lauren. How are you? <laughs> hey, my love. I'm very well. Thank That's you. Good. Thank you so much for joining me. Mm, thank you for having me. Even though I was incredibly disorganized this morning. <laughs> I Maybe a little off. I appreciate your perseverance with me <laughs> and you holding space for me in that and also being incredibly flexible with that. <laughs> hey, we got here. I, we feel very, I feel very seen in all of that. <laughs> so I'm joined this morning by uh, Lauren Becker, who is on Instagram. Now I noticed you've changed something. Is it uh, Lauren Becker? Lauren. No, it's I am La I am Lauren Becker. I am yeah. Lauren Becker. Okay, with two I, ends. I'm La I'm Lauren Becker on Instagram, and Lauren on Facebook. And I met Lauren. It would be, gosh, it would be a year ago now, just over a mm -hmm. year ago now, in a container where you were invited in to a program I was in. To, <laughs> I love this story. Lauren was invited in to um, facilitate a session with 11 women who we had no idea <clears throat> what this session was going to be. We were just asked to create a private space for ourselves where we would not be interrupted. <laughs> and I was, you know, I think... There was a lot of discussion around what this would be, but I think at that point in time, I was so open to whatever was being brought forward. I was like, okay, this is what you've been asked to do. Just leave it at this and don't go any further with trying to understand what is about to unfold here. Mm. And what unfolded without sharing the full like secret of Lauren's work, because quite frankly, you have to experience that yourself, is was like this journey of really seeing myself and really being present to those places in which I was like fundamentally, so fundamentally uncomfortable with feeling myself and seeing myself. And I, I mean in terms of like, you know, when we like pull back the curtain and look at who we are, like the truth of who we are, there were a couple of really big places there that I was like, I like mentally cannot get, emotionally I cannot go here. And so it was such a beautiful experience. And that's the first meeting I had with Lauren. So it was like, here's this person you've never met before to, whoa, we've just shared this amazingly intimate experience. And I feel like that's very intimate, wasn't it? It's very intimate. And I feel like that's probably like the gift of your work <clears throat> that you have this amazing ability to create such a sense of intimacy with the people you work with and allow them to really like, we were talking before about like there's a difference between activating, you know, particularly a woman or initiating someone when you work with them. And for me, I feel like you're definitely in that space of like, we were just saying, like, I'm inviting you onto the field and then we'll go from there. Mm. So initiating and, and I, I honestly feel that's like your gift is to initiate women into like the space of actually being able to see ourselves in the truth of who we are. 
without mm. shame. Lauren also said something to me which has stuck with me from that first meeting. You were talking about shame and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something along the lines of if you bring your shame out and you fuck it, no one else can use it against you. Yeah. And that was yeah. really powerful for me. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'd love to know now what, why was that so powerful for you? What did that Because shame exists in dark places for us. <clears throat> it exists in secrecy. And we think we're the only person who has ever experienced this thing that makes us this shameful being. Mm. And when someone encourages you to just like bring it out in and in a safe space, bring it out, you are safe and you are held here. It's just, it's like even now when things, when something happens and I have that sense of shame, I'm like, yeah, that's okay. What's the worst that's happened here? Mm. What's How did you? How did you feel after that after that session, after going into parts um, that maybe you didn't necessarily know were even there? I had felt like this part of my journey, because I had done so much like personal development, conscious spiritual work, right, up mm. until then. And I just, for me, that was like, <clears throat> oh, wow, this really is, a somatic journey now is in into the body mm. and this is really what I, I think it was for me it was like the first time that it had been evidenced for me that it's back into the body now yeah you need to go back into your body now this is where the unwinding of these stories is about to happen yeah yeah and it's interesting because I find that um, it's not only just shame, but it's actually also our deepest pleasure that we want to experience as well. That we, because essentially it's a, it's where we have this fear around feeling it. Yeah. This it, it's literally just a fear around feeling something, and and that something is just energy moving through our body which is just life force moving wanting to move our body yeah. and we have a fear around feeling it so whether it shows up as shame or whether it shows up as pleasure it is completely it doesn't matter because it's both the same thing yeah so I've worked with so many people who Yes, there was an initial fear around, you know, being seen in the shame and feeling the shame. <clears throat> but what I've then noticed is they actually also have a deep, deep, deep fear around being seen in their euphoric, uninhibited, unbridled pleasure. And I see this also on in our everyday life of what if we actually allowed ourselves the deepest most liberated pleasurable life that we could have and that pushes so many concepts that we've been taught so many boundaries so many different 
ways in which we've been taught to live yeah that it's like oh i can't do that i can't possibly express mm. um just to share a bit of a story i had finished a run one morning the other week and i was lying down stretching and as i was stretching i could feel the waves of absolute soothing pleasure moving through my body and I was just moaning and groaning and expressing yeah because that feels normal for me and really good and there was a woman who came up to me she was like are you okay and um (laughs) yes I had a little giggle because I just yeah think you know this is like I understand it and I find it really incredibly interesting how we've got here. I understand it, but I think, you know, it's that, it's like once the genie's out of the bottle, but you can't, like, I can't, it's impossible to go back to that space of like, what is it? Um, I'm going to say it's, it's not censoring, but it's like it almost feels just just like that massive suppression of like, yeah, what what all that is good in life. Yeah, the way that I see it, or that I've come to see it over working with it for so long, is imagining us as human beings as this hollow cylinder yeah. and life wants to just flow through this hollow cylinder Mm. and over time we've closed and shut ourselves so this cylinder that's supposed to be hollow is just slowly closing itself Mm -hmm. in on itself in protection and so nothing like very little starts to get through and so yeah it's this we've become so closed and so shut off and shut down it literally is like a contracted state. Like we, we just contract yeah. rather than opening ourselves and expanding ourselves and allowing, you know, the breath to um, move through us and life to move through us. And yeah. yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Because then we're like, it's almost like we've, we have no idea now. We've been so removed from this possibility that we have no idea. There's, that this is actually available to us so readily mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we go seeking it in other ways yeah we absolutely through, we seek it through you know like drugs alcohol like you know and anything <laughs> that, that feeling of liveness is it shopping mm. is, is it is it sex <sighs> It's not meaningless sex, but is it sex that lacks that real aliveness and connection to ourselves? Yeah. Um, and I find it hard to express that linguistically, what yeah. I mean. Like, I, you know, I, I, it's like we've lost it, our connection to it in its like, and it's not authentic, but it's purest form. In terms mm-hmm. of what what it, you know, why we have access to this amazing physiological function of our bodies, and yet we're not utilizing 
our utilization of what's available to us or our access to what's available to us is like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I like, why do you feel like we've ended up here? The, the first big thing that comes to me is I feel like we're actually not taught how of the importance of our emotions. Yeah. And so when we shut down our emotions, when we shut down feeling our emotions, we literally shut down to feeling any energy that wants to move through the body. And, you know, this we come into this world inhabiting our body. So what happens, and to put it in a very basic nutshell, but the way that I see it is what happens over time is we come in inhabiting this body being fully in this body you know a child will cry it will scream it will laugh it has no inhibitions on its self-expression at all Mm. whenever it wants what happens is when something happens where love is removed the child then closes off in protection Mm because love is removed and this can be as simple as being on their dad's shoulders while they're mowing and the mum coming out going oh my god like no get her down right so love's being removed during that time because she's in a fearful and contracted state Mm -hmm. that child can feel oh my gosh when I'm up so high like this it's not safe. Love's yeah, love is removed. It's so it's so not safe. And so that's just one example. And so what happens is we then literally exit our body in order to to feel safe. And that's like a very very small example, you know, that then can go into actual you know trauma of like yelling even yelling at a child being yelled at or even a child being in an environment where there is really loud noise because they don't know how to feel completely all of their feeling and they can also feel that love's being removed they don't want to feel and be in their body of that like they will to a certain extent but then it gets so much that they're just like "I'm, i'm out So the conscious Mm. awareness literally like exits their body. Mm. So their body's still here functioning, but the consciousness has gone. And um, the the body then snapshots that memory and that imprint and that emotion hasn't actually moved through the body. So this all collects over our time, all of it. And then we get yeah. to the stage where we're like adults and we're <clears throat> you know, looking for ways to. Someone said to me last night they felt like they were in reconciliation with their body. And I thought, yeah. oh, gosh, that's like, it was, it was beautiful, but it was also so sad to think that, you know, this landscape in which we live, we're not really living. Yeah, it's um I'm really glad that you that you mentioned that. Um the way that I see it is we've stopped inhabiting our body, our mm-hmm. conscious awareness. So this is um our presence and our um consciousness. So yeah. in the same way that we focus on 
you know, doing a task throughout the day, like that's full focus. That has been removed from inhabiting our body. Mm. When we focus on something, we bring it alive. We bring aliveness to it. There's a saying um, where attention goes, energy flows. Yes. So literally that's when we can do that inside the body, energy is going to start flowing. Flowing. Aliveness is going to start flowing. And so the way that I see it is we've stopped traversing the inner world of our body and we've just shut down and shut up shop and set up camp in like one spot inside of our body. But inside of our body, you can imagine as a whole entire world in the same way that we travel this whole world to experience all the different cultures, the textures, the characteristics of the different countries, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. We never go to the same place and experience it to be the same thing as, you know, Russia is not the same as Italy. It's not yeah. the same as the same thing inside of our body. And so what is needing to be done is, yeah. is that inside of our body. How do we travel to all these different parts yeah. with our awareness to feel what's in the body. So it's like actually coming back to the reality of, oh, I'm in this physical body. I have senses, I have feelings. I get to feel my emotions. What does that feel like moving through my body? Because when we shut down emotion, we shut down pleasure. Yeah. And I don't think we get, we have an awareness of that. You know, there's so many things that like have been gelling for me lately. It's like, when you see, you know, when you talk about like relationship breakdown and statistically where it happens and then you meet women in my age bracket who are like, you know, are so disconnected from their body. There's no pleasure there anymore. Oh, I don't do that anymore, you know. And I think is it because we've just like got so good at separating ourselves from any emotion that, that also means that all the beautiful mm. things that come with, I mean, I also believe that all emotions serve a function, so, you know. But even if we, like, in really simplistic terms, that takes us away from the possibilities of everything that that creates for us in our body. Everything. Everything. And what I've come to realize, so I work, I work with intimacy and I work with relationships and sex. Right. And it's interesting because I love speaking to people about sex because (laughs) for me, it's not even about sex. It's about the relational experience that happens in each different moment, whether it be in a physical act of penetration or whether it be us physically penetrating our life in the world yeah and vice versa receiving that back yeah and so how we do our life will be how we show up in sex sex is literally an amplification of what happens in our everyday life and it's an amplification because it's links directly into our soul into the birthplace of who we are whereas in the world it can be easy to hide sex you can't hide 
the physical act of sex, yeah, you can't, you cannot literally hide from no. any of yourself. Yeah. So this is why it's even more intimate, but the threads of how we show up and the patterns that play out on, a, on an everyday basis. And to give you an example, I had a conversation the other night. I know we've spoken about this um, yeah. already, but I had a conversation the other night with, um, with a, a mate of mine and I was speaking and I felt just shut down in the energy. There was a closed, cold energy. And I felt my body shut down. Mm. And then he started to talk about something completely separate to what I was just expressing. Yeah. And I was like, where are we? What's happening? Yeah. I'm floating in the abyss here. And normally what would have happened in the past, Yeah. I would have taken it personally and then it triggers my, it would have triggered my fight flight system. So this yep. is what happens in the body. The nervous system gets triggered. So whatever our response is will be what we do. Yeah. So I would have gone, okay, cool. Perfect. Thank you. I'm going to go. go to bed now. I'm out. <laughs> um, Let's avoid this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, because I'm now used to these experiences and, yeah. my, and I've conditioned, reconditioned my nervous system to be in these experiences, I could open up the contraction to then lean in and open the space for him to open into the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Rather than remove my love, I brought my love, opened, and at the end of it, we eventually ended up finding our way back to each other. Yeah. And I said to him at the end, I was like, this is, we just, this is sex. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, and this is the, exactly. So, and, and I, you know, that's just a small example of yeah. how everything that we do in our life shows up in a physical act of intimacy. And that's yeah. incredibly triggering to some people listening to this. <laughs> yeah. And, and I also love that because I'm like, you know, we have such a. <clears throat> it, it, yeah, our relationship to sex, I just find so curious. The more I get into understanding our energetic relationships and our relationship within our body. And then even my concept of like relationships, intimate relationships has changed so much. It's like, oh, I never saw it. It's like an entity outside of ourselves that we're actually co-creating with someone. Wow. Yeah. It's always like this really unhealthy perspective. of like, oh, no, that person pours into me and I pour into that person and we complete each other. And now I'm like, oh, gosh, wow, that's no... No, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's not that's not rewarding. Mm, How such did, a education, hey. It is. How did you find your way into like the work that you do now? How did you what was the thing? <clears throat> so 
I don't feel like there was a thing to be specific, but when I reflect on my whole entire life, it's always been this following the threads of yeah. aliveness, even though I've never consciously known that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So what this has looked like is coming out of school and feeling I want to make people happy. I love, I love, love, love seeing people come alive and yeah. people feeling really good yeah. in themselves. Yeah. So I started out doing beauty therapy. Yeah. Soon I realized that that was really, that felt really superficial. It wasn't deep enough mm. for me. And, um, I'd always had this urge to go traveling. So I then went traveling and, and then that's when I came into a slight understanding of the relationship of myself. I realized that I could do these things and yeah. I was this human being that I never knew about myself. Yeah. You know, I would put my earphones in and go walking through the streets getting lost in order to find myself yeah. in a way. And again, I didn't know that that's what I was doing, but the curiosity of, oh, this feels good. Like, oh, let's do this. Yeah. And it's the subtle pull in our heart of, oh, this is exciting. I wonder what this would be like. Or, but that also can be coupled with like a, um, a sense of nervousness, I guess you could yeah. say, because we haven't necessarily done it before. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there were just these little moments from there on. And um, I guess there were, when I got back from overseas, I remember I'd always known that there was more. Yeah. Always. I remember when I was um, like 19 years old, in a job that I hated saying to a family member, I just, I just want to quit. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go back. And, and they're like, yeah. darling, don't you think you should get another job before you, Do before that. you quit? And I just remember my heart was like, Oh my God, how do you people live this live, way? It yeah. was like someone had ripped my heart out. I was like, how, how is this normal? Yeah. How is the shutdown of desire, passion, yeah. pleasure, and aliveness, mm. normal. That's what it felt like. And, it's yeah. Such a foreign concept, isn't it? Like I remember it, it being really younger is. too and people being like, okay, so this is the way to live. All that stuff that is like burning the hole in your soul, but <clears throat> you're just going to have to deny that. Yeah. You're going to have to deny that in order to get on in life. And I'm like, but now I look back and I go, do we see the contradiction in terms here? You know, mm. but it is like just this conditioning, isn't it? To like deny, like deny your soul's voice. Don't yeah. do that. It's, um, it's been such an interesting journey for me. I actually um, was reflecting on this yesterday, how those little moments of shutting down love over time, 
I've studied a lot on the on the um, the physical body on anatomy and <clears throat> and I always had body issues growing up as yeah. well always never ever I remember strapping down my hips with gaffer tape to go out clubbing so that yeah. I would look like I had a smooth line needless to say I never picked up <laughs> but like I looked really good <laughs> yeah I mean I suppose my question is what were you going to do if you hadn't picked up with the gaffer tape was that going to be like a just excuse me for a moment <laughs> Well, do you know what the interesting thing though is, Nat? I I look back on that and I didn't actually want to pick up. I actually yeah. just wanted the attention yeah. because I was so hating and not loving myself mm -hmm. that I actually just desired someone to say, you're wow, beautiful. you're beautiful. Mm. You, you are like I wanted someone to see my soul yes. and and see my beauty and my essence and reflect that back to me. Yeah. That's always, always what I wanted. Yeah. And this has been the journey and what I believe is the journey for everyone because I actually don't feel it's anything external at all. I feel like we're all just desiring to taste the essence of our own soul, the Who essence of our own heart and mm -hmm. soul in union, making love together. Yeah. And to put it simply, what I've experienced is the heart is very feminine in terms of she has these deep desires of love and curiosity and things that like passions and desires that actually express love out into the world it's the way that the feminine heart wants to express yeah. love and this can be like playing a musical instrument yeah it can be rollerblading mm. you know this is all ways in which we express love out into the world the way in which the, the soul piece is the masculine piece because it is the part that actions it out. It is the part yeah. that takes the feminine and goes, baby, I've got you. We, let's do this yeah. together. You know, I'm, I'm on it. Like we've got this. Yeah. You're the creatrix. Let's get this happening. Let's make this happen. Mm. So their love making together, their love making together literally births births union love soul alignment yeah the the sex of that is what i believe we're all yearning for because what happens when we when we express that out, out into the world it can be a little bit vulnerable yeah and a little bit intimate and a little bit unnerving but also <laughs> liberating yeah and it is isn't it we've spoken about like you did an amazing live a, a, a week or so ago about vulnerability <clears throat> and power mm -hmm. and it's that again it's that beautiful dance of like the vulnerability pieces around being able to see yourself 
in all of your potency and power. Yeah. Not to be, not to be like confused with sort of almost being in like a victim sort of conscious type mindset or um, vulnerability is weakness. Mm -hmm. Because I think it takes incredible strength to actually show up as like, this is how I be and who I am mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. all of the layers off, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I am, and it is that, isn't it? It's like the biggest piece there is our willingness to fully love ourselves like in all that we are. Mm. Mm. And <clears throat> I was going to say something, but I feel like I've just drawn a blank. <laughs> so there's a piece on happen to on here. Don't worry. Yeah, there, there were, there's two pieces for me yeah. that I feel want to come through with that is the loving, yeah. because what I see it as is we've come into this physical body. Yeah. And this physical body has we've got thirty trillion cells estimated obviously we're all different people yeah that's thir 13 zeros mm -hmm. 30 trillion trillion cells <laughs> that all vibrate with aliveness yeah they're all little cause it would be like looking at the sky and seeing all the galaxies but inside the body they're all vibrating yeah. with aliveness or yeah. have the potential to vibrate with yeah absolute aliveness mm. and the more we inhabit our body the more we bring aliveness to those cells the more yeah. we start to vibrate and every single part of our body begins to vibrate and come alive yeah and that can feel unnerving yeah really vulnerable to be vibrating in that space and this is where i feel that it comes to you know this the line that you're speaking about was glorifying vulnerability because mm. we can be like oh yeah i'm being really vulnerable but actually the vulnerability would be look like i'm in my power my, yeah. look at me in all my glory yes. look at me yeah vibrating so high you know because the flip side of that is we look at people who are in the spotlight who have all of these wondrous things and they get judged as well they get criticized they get cut down they get like all sorts of arrows thrown at them and and their high level of vibration like that's kind of what what's you know, we, we think will happen. It's like, yeah. I can't possibly be in my power because yes. when I feel swampy in my swampy vulnerability, I can feel like this person relates to me because they're also in their suffering. Yes. And I can feel if I'm not in my suffering and if I'm in my power, then I can point? feel the separation. Mm. Mm. And look, I mean, it is confronting in that space, right? It is like, 
when you, but I also think too, like, it's like anything, isn't it? It's like when we're taking off, like if a, if something is taking off from a space, right? And it's like, there's more aliveness and more momentum. We're automatically going to pick up new things and move away from certain things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. that trust piece, isn't it? It's like, well, what is my highest value here? What do I really, you know, when I when I sink in my sink into the space of like acknowledging my desires, what is that? And I don't have to have words for it, and I don't have to have a plan. I just have to have that permission to feel it. Like, what is this for me? You know. And I. I play in the the joy of what if life was as easy as when we were a child what if life was that easy Mm. what if life got to be all of life got to be that easy yeah what if feeling my emotions got to be that easy what if doing my days got to be that easy what if what what if what if we all lived in that much joy and pleasure and desire that when I studied I studied um somatic yoga training and one of the exercises we had to do was go outside and look at the fish pond and the reason why we had to do this was because all of the goldfish there were like so many goldfish in this tiny little pond and they're all swimming around I don't know if you've ever watched goldfish but not once do they ever bump into each other uh-huh. they know it's like they know exactly where they're going they just know yeah. exactly what they're doing they're just in their slipstream of life where they're just doing their own thing and they all harmoniously can move around each other yeah. and if they you know if they happen to get kind of too close then they just turn around and go yeah. back the other way and I feel that we, as humans, can all be goldfish in that sense. Like, I think as you as you were saying that, I think about like being in India and traveling in India, right? I know. And you're like, like Ryan, organized chaos. We still get the giggles about it because in India, it's like, um, it's chaotic the amount of people yeah. traveling, right? And in and from walking to ox carts, to cars, to bikes, to to God knows what. But it is amazing to watch, like, it just flows. Yeah. They just flow. Yeah. And that whole, like, I, I remember being so confronted because everyone bips a horn and I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is, you know, if, if we were behaving here, it would be seen so aggressively right. But it's in India, it's like a signal. I'm coming up, I'm coming through. Could you please just move to allow me to flow, you know? Yes. And yes. I'm like, this is so beautiful. You know, I mean, I I remember the sort of like the so because we tra- we like traveled so widely in India. And I remember just being like when we would drive anywhere just being so amazed by all these epiphanies, all these like things of like, 
you know, relating it to like life experiences. I'm like, this is 1.3 billion people moving seamlessly. Uh Yep. Seamlessly. Absolutely. And, and Nat, like, I love that you've presenced that because I, I look at that in life because life, yeah, life patterns itself. Life, we are life. We are life. So everything that happens in life happens inside of ourselves. We can find a pattern everywhere in in anything. We can find a pattern. So I look at that and I'm like, what if that was an emotion coming up, beeping its horn, going, I'm coming up, I'm coming up, I'm coming through, I'm coming out. And our, our job was allow just to be like, me. okay, yeah. all right, here we go. Just allow and then, me. boom, through they go. You know, yeah. that piece of aliveness, that piece of life just has moved through and then all these other, you know, parts are just continuing to move through as traffic. Like it just, we can always find how what we see in nature there's a an exact replication of that pattern in us in us and how do we then put that into motion mm. exercise that embody that yeah way of doing things presence that It's so, when you speak about things in this way, it's so, um, evidenced for me and not that that means anything to me now, but in terms of like the bridge (laughs) between where a lot of people are to where you are in your journey, it's like, it seems evidence to me. It's like, but of course. But of course our world is but a reflection of us and we are a reflection of it, of -hmm. course, because Mm -hmm. we're not not inconsistent with life. Mm. We're just not. It's, you know, there's, it's impossible for us to be inconsistent with life. It's just not, we would not be living (laughs) if we were inconsistent with life, you know. But we have that such that strong sense of separation. Well, and this is the thing as well. Like, so my journey started essentially in the the health realm, essentially, um, like with the physical body. Yeah. Um, And it went from the physical body then into emotions and and mental patterns. Yeah. And then it went into like the energetics and and then sexuality. And This is I've lost where I'm going with that. <laughs> like we're talking about aliveness. Wow. What wants to come through? I feel like what I just want to um, impress is that 
we even our physical body is also a reflection of our internal world here we are yeah so when we shut down that aliveness that wants to move through our body i.e we stop feeling our emotions it begins to show in our physical body Mm. i love looking at people's physical bodies because i can always tell you know what emotions they're holding back or what like the body tells me so much about a person you know even down to how much their eyes glisten Mm. their skin radiates their hair glows even their posture like the body will tell so much speak so much even before any words communicate at all and when we are not on track to living our desires and our soul expressing itself in the world then we're on track to death yeah there's no gray area Mm -hmm. about it yeah it's we're either trying to open continuing to open and feel Mm -hmm. and be curious or we're just locking ourselves inside this you know drawing back and in yeah as much as we possibly can in order to just get through in life but what's the point in just getting through in life if we're unwilling to even you know we, we may as well be be gone yeah like what what is the and i know that sounds really harsh to say but what what is what else is there well what what are we here for yeah you know, that's the thing like what are we here for <clears throat> and and look i know that there are people who choose so many different paths but i'm like Life gets to be this rich experience for us Mm. if that's what we choose. Yeah. I truly believe that we are here to just, like, be in the most joyful, permittable. Yes expression of who we are Mm -hmm. from the inside our heart and our soul in union expressing itself out into the world yeah and allowing ourselves to actually be in that and and the way that i see it is like with all of our 30 trillion cells in our body we have the potential to feel that much pleasure yeah and it's like how do we actually pour that into our body and let that like let ourselves marinate in that yeah like be the thing. There was something that I um, <clears throat> that I wrote last year. I remember during you know um, anyway, I wrote last year, and I remember thinking, I want to do big things. Yeah, like I really want to do big things. I remember thinking that growing up, and last year I had this epiphany, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am the big thing. The big thing. I am the big thing. You are the big thing. Yeah. And big thing being 
in terms of how much life wants to express itself through our body and not only wants to, but has the potential to. The potential to. It's it's so... um... I have never regretted following the threads, right? Ever. Yeah. Doesn't matter yeah. what what it was. I've never regretted <clears throat> like following the threads. What was the thing that excited me? Or is no, not excitement, but what was the thing that pulled me out, you know, mm. of myself? Mm. But I know that for a year or so when I was really, really sort of dealing with some some big sort of trauma stuff Mm. when I was denying, you know, the pull of these things, the the whispers and the why don't we go and do this and where I was denying those things Mm. was the longest year and a half of my life. Mm -hmm. And the moment that I did just, just, you know, and one of them was to travel. I'd, I'd stopped traveling for about a year and a half. And one of them was like, oh, fuck it, we're just going. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was away, I would just have these moments where I was like, would just be weeping from the sheer, and I mean sobbing in public, from mm-hmm. the sheer, like, joy of being mm-hmm. in my joy. Yeah. And thinking, <laughs> let this be the thing that you remember to follow, like, yeah. There is no growth in sitting in our, in our murkiness, you know? Yeah, it's, um, I've been really connecting into this a lot lately because I used to work a lot with the physical health in terms of I would have a lot of people uh, come see me with physical ailments. And one of the things that I've noticed with it, so I won't go too much into it, but there's a protective layering around the heart called the pericardium. Yes. And what happens, what I believe happens anyway, is when we continue to shut down our heart's desires, Yes. Like going rollerblading, our passions, that pericardium grows scar tissue. And the scar tissue gets thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. And if you can imagine this heart inside this encasement, just, and it's getting thicker, eventually the heart's going to start to squish and it's going to like to, to struggle. It's going to start to struggle to even function. Blood's going to struggle to to pump through it on a physical level. Life force energy is going to struggle to move through it. It, it, And and eventually, and this is where I believe that like so many heart issues come in, you know, heart attacks, strokes, so many issues come in, but the antidote for that is literally acts of courage to choose these very things 
And what happens when we choose those acts of courage? And it might be as simple as a conversation that when we're normally silent. When we start to choose acts of courage, we're actually exercising the heart. So we're building the muscle of the heart. And when you build a muscle, if you've got a muscle that's encased in a sleeve, right? And that that T-shirt sleeve is, you know, small or whatever. And then you start to build this muscle. Eventually it's going to start to crack open the encasement of of Mm -hmm. that so what we're actually doing is we're breaking away the protective barriers between life and our heart and the full raw capacity of potential of feeling Mm. and this is where the intimacy comes into it Mm. because when we do this in life we're able to do this in a physical, intimate act. And imagine our lover receiving that much exposure of our heart. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is like a really good place to like, I feel like that's just such a beautiful like closing mm. through the opening of the heart. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm. Thank you I was for having lo- me. I was love our conversations. Mm. Is there anything else you felt called to share? <clears throat> No, I guess I say no, and then I want to speak. Uh, the, the, Such an Australian the, thing. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, the only piece that I want to share in a nutshell what it looks like is what is it that our heart desires and wants? How do we choose that? And then any feelings that come up along the way yeah let yourself feel them don't get swamped in them and keep moving towards the goal yeah keep moving towards the experience of the thing because uh, like where safe. are we going we're safe in our emotions yeah we're yeah. literally safe in our emotions we've just been conditioned to believe otherwise yeah now mm. if people want to find you and reach out oh. And how, yeah. where's the, where, where do you want people to, to look for you, to find you? I mostly hang out on Instagram. Yes. So I am Lauren Becker, Lauren with two N's. Um, you can also message me on Facebook as well. You can private message me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name is Lauren, my private one, or uh, my business page is Lauren Becker living. Yeah. Um, or you can just head to my website, laurenbeckerliving.net. Beautiful. Contact me there. Thank you so much. Thank you. I always love having conversations with you. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I didn't cry today. Most of Lauren and my conversations, it's some tears from me, you know. (laughs) It's been a beautiful cracking open for me. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) 
Thank you so much for bringing your beautiful presence. I'm so very grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you for doing these. It's beautiful you bring these conversations to the world. Absolutely.